0: war is over if you want it with all due credit to John Lennon and Yoko Ono for their famous billboard campaign around the Vietnam War. War is over if you want. I think it is all the more relevant that we remind ourselves of this fundamental fact today, potentially watching World War III unfold. And I guess from here in Gardenia, we we got a pretty nice place to watch World War III from, uh, in the mountains of Arizona, one of the best bug-out spots in the country by any well-researched survivalist. We are in a government-free zone as much as it could possibly exist, really, within the continental United States. And you know, I, I I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of interviews about veganism lately because uh, I got, I got bored in my echo chamber telling people about libertarianism. So I had to do something to stir the shit. And I, I, on this interview the other day, I said, you know what? I eat meat or not, I don't really give a fuck nearly as much as whether or not you're paying taxes. Yeah. One of the advisors to Richard Nixon for that era of the Vietnam War while watching protests go by the White House said it's okay. They can protest all they want as long as they keep paying their taxes. As long as they keep sending their sons and daughters to government schools to be propagandized with militarism so they will, they, they will join it to, to fight and die and kill for politicians. Isn't that crazy, dear? It's 2022. Yeah. 2022. And there are still people out there who believe that the schemes and lies of politicians could be worth dying for. This may be what we are witnessing now in Ukraine, the Russian-Ukraine conflict. I, 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 I struggle, maybe tonight, maybe tonight. Over the course of catching up on some headlines, going over the news, we'll find the words to describe what is happening there because it, it, I, I've, I, I've heard multiple people in just casual conversation who, who aren't even particularly politically inclined say, you know, it looks like kind of a wag the dog situation. Yeah, in reference to the movie where they stage a war for political reasons. And in this case, I think the overarching narrative is that governments had so thoroughly discredited themselves with COVID policy that they needed to distract from that. And aside from making the rich richer at the expense of everybody else, war is pretty good for that too. Now, as long as we're going to go back to the context of COVID as our approach to looking at the Russia-Ukraine conflict, the timing is very important to know. But also the context historically in the course of modern bureaucratic governments, that when you looked at the COVID era and it, COVID season, right, it was COVID season for about two years, the COVID season as a whole, all right, you know, I don't know how we're going to describe this now because as, as we predicted, again, I'm going to say the one thing I got wrong with COVID was how long it was going to last. Right, I was thinking like six months to a year. We can kind of see when, when Joe Biden said in the State of the Union recently that it will at least no longer dominate our lives and that sense. This first phase of of COVIDism, of the era of COVID, the introduction the, of it is over. I could come back at any time with a new scary variant or some new virus. Now that they've got the template for this kind of medical tyranny, but at least this part of it is is, is seems to be wrapping up. And if they just kind of let that go and say, let's go back to business as normal, people all around the world will be looking at their governments going, you fucked that up pretty bad, didn't you? Not not you know, not just that you fucked it up pretty bad, but you you took advantage of our fear and stoked it in order to take advantage of us to make the rich richer at the expense of everybody else. You seen a pattern there with government? Yeah, you should at least by now, should be pretty obvious. And so if the general policy that we saw during the COVID era, and I, a few things I'll, I'll point out what I, what I mean by that, the, the lockdowns, the shutdowns, the forced unemployment, they resulted in massive consolidation of wealth and power globally and the censorship, right? It, it, those are the highlights, right? Those are the, those are the um, when you see government for what it is, as a criminal racket whose purpose is to make the rich richer at the expense of everybody else, then you can understand that these really are acts of desperation. What I see is, and, and, and again, a place I, I struggle with the terminology only because of other people's perceptions, but the superclass. Some, some use the term the predator class, the elites, but even that makes it sound conspiratorial, but we don't need to. They're right in front of us, ultimately. The several hundred, several thousand most rich and powerful people in the world, they're not, there may be some shadowy figures in that category we don't really know about. We don't know the extent of their real wealth. fair enough. Sure. But there's a discrete group of people, we can say yes they, they, those people profit from these policies. And I think ultimately they know that their time is coming to an end. If I may be so bold to make another prediction, because I, I, uh, there was a headline, oh, I it still on Drudge Report, that, uh, UK, US, no, it's not there anymore. So I, re- I re- read, read this yesterday. It was an AP headline, uh, on Drudge Report. And it was that US and UK governments, actually, they didn't say governments, they, they leave that part out, just US and UK. To say that the uh, Ukraine Russia conflict may last ten to twenty years. Translation: Hey, this thing's going really well for us. You guys have completely forgotten how much we completely discredit ourselves and proved ourselves to be untrustworthy beyond a doubt with COVID. So yeah, we're gonna keep this thing. And you go, oh yeah, we're gonna we, as long as you will let us, we're gonna keep this thing going. Now, as to the actual narrative. Who's at fault? Fucking everybody. I'm not a Russian sympathizer. I'm not a Ukraine sympathizer. And I'm definitely not a sympathizer with the American government, imperial warlords of the military industrial complex. No, I, I, I'm a deescalationist. I mean, I'm a voluntarist. I don't mean to throw new words in this, but I, we actually came up with this term recently and I kind of like it. It's you know kind of in between, um, uh, you know, uh, a sort of aggressive self-defense standard, which I reserve the right to, as per self-ownership and, and uh, Rothbardian, Rothbardianism, voluntarism, the, the ethical tenets of anarcho-capitalism, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, in terms of the preservation of value, uh, a, a lot of us as libertarians who are drawn to this because it's, it's 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 tempted, it's it's tempting with its simple answers. You know, the non-aggression principle, self-ownership, kind of explains everything about government and everything about ethics and everything that we care about in the world, even in terms of government policy and social policy. The ideal of a world of voluntary society where all human relations are free of force, fraud, and coercion is very compelling. But we must acknowledge that there is a a certain subjectiveness in the application, in the concept of property rights. And here's, I'll give you guys just, I don't want to get too sidebarred on this because we got big war things to talk about, right? If someone is stealing food from you, let them think about that for a second. Yeah, you if, now if you're gonna starve, yeah, okay, there's, there's there might be an asterisk on the statement, right? Yeah. That food is going to a starving child right out now, or if no. it's getting out of
1: hand. Someone is
0: stealing a meal from you because they're desperate, another human, fucking let them. It is not in the best interest of preservation of value to escalate that encounter. I'm not a pacifist, but I'm a de-escalationist. And in this sense, what I see around Russia-Ukraine is governments all over the world looking to escalate, looking to, to draw lines because they all benefit, at very least, from the distraction value of this. Every country, every government in the world that fucked up their COVID policy—I don't want to say fucked up—that did it really well, but there was that, 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 that their people are catching on to how they they took advantage of the situation. Right? They're going, hey. How can we get on this whole Russia-Ukraine thing, we want to distract our people over here too. And I am—I like—I I joke about it, but like, are we are we watching World War III unfold from our perch here in the mountains of Arizona with Picacho Butte? Wow! Like even right now, fucking gorgeous sunset happening. And look at that. There's even there's even like a prism in the clouds, you know, where it gets to. You know, all the colors of the rainbow, like a little prism of light. Beautiful oranges, yellows, and blues. We got Mount Williams to the east. I spent all day on my chainsaw, cutting wood. You know, and if, if you watch the mainstream media, if you consume news, if you're a newshead, you're going to be walking around. Oh, my God, everything sucks, and World War III is happening. It's terrible. But if you can maintain your head and a little perspective, there's a, there's a meme about this. And it's that 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 super Chad guy with the big grin, like the super buff guy. Oh, and it's like, isn't life wonderful? they like average news watcher on one side. And it's this little neurotic meth head looking guy. And then it's a, the, the super Chad on the other side. And it says average life enjoyer. Life is wonderful. What a beautiful day. I think I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> Who do you want to be? And I'll tell you what. The super Chad... <laughs> Attitude towards war Is the right one And it's the one that isn't contributing Because even by buying into that negativity That conflict nature of it The sensational sensationalism of, of the war Of the conflict Is to feed into it So what does it mean to be anti-war? To really be anti war. I mean, first of all, I got to stop paying your taxes. And I understand. And I don't know I say that. I am not try to add an, an absolute standard to that. Because if you hold the US dollar, you're paying tax. You're paying the inflation tax while it's sitting in your hand. If you have US dollars or assets enumerated in dollars in bank accounts, the stuff loses value as the dollar loses value because they print more for the war machine, for the government borrowing, spending, blah, 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 money creation through the Federal Reserve System. And fractional reserve banking, of course, which is actually, in, in a sense, the larger culprit, but it is the federal reserve and it is the coercion of government forcing its monetary system on the world that is backing it up that makes that that possible. I understand if you live somewhere that has sales taxes, you better at least be doing your best to minimize your contribution to government that way. It's not nearly as bad as the income tax. It's not nearly as bad as what you pay out of Payroll taxes out of out of a regular paycheck when the average working American is working for government at least half the year, you know it's a it's a bitter pill to swallow. right? for you taxpayers out there, for you average hardworking Americans, wasn't that Hillary Clinton's code word for white people? Hardworking Americans aren't going to vote for Barack Obama, man. Rick, Rick. But really, you guys are the ones who are the engine. In the war machine, without the general public funding it, going along with it, sending the bodies into the machine, it ceases to operate. And I would say, if you can at least, every American, every American who's working, a and I, I know it's a lot less of us now, right? Yeah. And I've, I've successfully avoided this since I was in the Marine Corps. But every American who's working a regular job with a paycheck and a, and a tax stub and all that, You're working for government half the year. You're a big part of the problem. And the good stuff government does doesn't excuse the bad stuff. And yes, you can say half my money goes to good things that I support and the other half goes to evil. Well, I don't care how many meals you serve. If you spend the other half of your time murdering people, you're not a good person. I don't care if you spend the rest of your working hours and you take your income and you support a family, you've dedicated half of your working life as an adult to supporting government, supporting the evil of the machine. Sorry, but fuck you. You're on the wrong side of history. You're on the wrong side. You are by no matter how much in your heart. You are anti war. In your body, in your flesh, in your mind, in your effort, in your time, in the actual manifestation of your spirit on this earth. You are pro-war. Yeah. It's pill. So rearranging your life to make sure that you're not supporting the war machine is just one thing that we can all do. If I had to make a prediction, yeah, this thing's going to go on for a while. I don't think they're going to get away with it. They're setting the stage to make it go as long as they can. 10 to 20 years? No. Nah. Too many people are listening to me right now. Too many people are understanding the ideas that I am presenting right now. To say that if they will continue to make war, we will continue to withdraw our support. And such is the beautiful trend of history, the great human dance forward, that we get more peaceful and cooperative over time. And while we might be on the verge of World War III. Pretty sure it's going to be the lamest World War III ever, just like COVID was the most boring apocalypse ever.
1: So boring.
0: Another act of desperation by the rich and powerful who know that their time is limited and that it's not a way to live, to be a predator of other human beings, to be a leech, to be a parasite. No matter how much you were abused by your Rothschild parents as a kid, no human really wants that. No. We all want peace. We all want to be loved. We all want freedom. So why not? Can this be the last one, please? War is over when we want it. And today is March 2nd, 2022. Welcome to Adam versus the Man. We got a really fun show lined up for you tonight. We got oh, we got letters from jail from Ed. Holy shit. Uh, I got to listen in on a court hearing today in Washington, D.C. for Joshua James. Public call. Shout out to Ann Ryman of the Arizona Republic for queuing uh, me into that and texting me the phone number just in time to call in if she can. Ann Ryman. Uh, who's, who's covering the January 6th story and particularly Ed Vallejo's role in that? Uh, Maybe joining us tonight for just you know, we're not going to like put her on the spot about being a mainstream, you know, journalist. How she's she's a nice lady, she's very friendly with me, uh, professional and respectful so far. Uh, but to have a you know friendly journalistic conversation to catch up on uh, everything around January 6th and the legal proceedings in, in Ed's case, uh, but Ed is in transit right now. Uh, what was the latest in the letter we got? Well, he's somewhere. He's,
1: he's moving he him. left the last letter. It said the 22nd he was leaving the next day. So hmm. I don't know. These, these took weeks to make their way to us.
0: Yeah, today. And we did we check the mail? When did we check the mail last did Friday? No, did we, yesterday. we didn't check yesterday? Check no, we checked it today. Before this. We checked Thursday. So even if they were there Friday, we got two letters from Ed that are about two weeks late. Uh, I will be reading them carefully on the air, editing out a few sensitive details, but it's a pretty fun insight into Ed's situation. Uh, with the hearing today with Joshua James, it was him submitting a plea deal. So, we're gonna come back to that, we'll do a full recap. We got a very exciting guest tonight that Joey hooked up. Uh, Lillian Tenerham, is that what I'm saying? Turnerhan, Turnerhan, turn, 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 founder of Delaware Cannabis Patients Coalition, organizer of the protests against corporate cannabis aka the columbia care rally so it's going to be a fun interview joey's going to join us for this getting kind of caught up on the 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 last legal fronts of the war on cannabis like they're still they're still fighting this one they still what yeah well there's a lot of corporate bullshit there's a lot of back and forth with the regulations there's um like as we've seen you know where i've lived through the beginning of the end of the war on drugs in uh California and Arizona uh, there's definitely a lot of and I got to say you know for the people who I, I we have a friend who's in jail right now I don't know if he wants to talk about his case but he was a dispensary owner in Washington State and um, given the state of cannabis regulation to be any kind of legally involved with the industry sort of your know, manager institution whatever you got to love government paperwork You know, like, what is the service that a cannabis store owner is providing? It's not running a cannabis store. It's maintaining the legal framework and beating back government to do that. And so the people who are attracted to that, the people at this point who have survived in that industry, aren't the activists. At least there are a few of them left. We're going to get into this again. Joey's had some cases with some great store owners, uh, things like that. Um, We're going to go over some of the headlines. Tell you the story of the, uh, the cuck of Kiev, the cuck of Kiev. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Joey knows what I'm talking about. Um, but with that, let's get, uh, Joey and Jim on screen here, shall we? For, uh, should we, should we smoke some weed? You guys want to smoke some weed?
2: What's going yeah. on, everybody? I'm glad, I'm just glad, right. I'm just glad that you don't believe, and I also don't believe that this World War Three. Is going to end in the nuclear disaster, nuclear wasteland. You don't, you don't it, think it's headed to that dramatic? It, roadmap, is,
1: it doesn't I take mean, anyone's I... interest. World leaders throw off a nuke when the people that are going to suffer are the ones that they want to control. Mm. They don't have anybody to control anymore. Hold on. Hold on. Hold off.
0: on. I'm going to explain this. because there's something you guys are missing in this analysis now? I agree that it's generally unlikely that's going to escalate to that point, but not for the reasons you stated, because the analysis from a psychopath in power is they'd rather be king in a world with a million people than an average person in a world with eight billion people. So if they got to kill, there there are people out there who, if, if, they pre- if they could press a button and kill 90% of the world's population and then be king for the rest of their lives, oh yeah, in a heartbeat, they would do it. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah.
1: I,
0: I mean, I'm not saying it makes sense like in a rational way, but does that explain why I, it's sad? And I don't think, again, I don't think it's realistic for a lot of other reasons. But <laughs> you can never rule out the possibility. And this is why everybody who's anti-war should essentially be an anti-nuclear arms, uh, you know, activist as well. Yeah. There's no reason for for, and I'm I'm all for uh, private privately owned nukes, <laughs> you know, because then they'll be appropriately they won't exist without appropriate safety protocols. They won't exist without reasons, um, and private nuclear energy as well. Oh,
1: you but, can regulate the nukes? You would keep that, keep your hands off. Yeah, right.
0: No. It's
1: yeah. Regulated by market
0: forces and insurance and things like that. Uh, but for uh, nuclear weapons in the hands of governments, there's no fucking reason. No, just no. Colette Allen from across the pond. In a nuke war, there's no will. Among a select few in power, there can be, and that's why they exist. You know that and to maintain that power, but yeah, they they I, I they'd rather be kings over eight billion than kings over at the countervailing factor, and that there that that it's pretty hard to launch a nuke and survive and not be hung afterwards, essentially. It's, right? It's like that, that's that's the greater reason,
1: or not? Right? That that I guess comparison. I I don't know. I just feel like if the powers that be were going to allow that to happen, it would have happened by now. We've had nuclear the buttons existed since the sixties, right? 15-
0: well, 15- we got nukes in Japan. So if if you're saying let's look at the argument from history or trends, it would be there will be limited strikes in At the end of a large-scale war, and by the way, the United States, the the Allied powers, did not need the nukes. Japan was about to surrender anyway. All of the military commanders in the Pacific Theater said that tactically the nuclear bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki were unnecessary, and that it really did amount to mass murder. Um, But that in that circumstance of the world having just gone through that war, also pre-internet, they were able to to sort of get away with dropping the nukes. I don't think they could get away with dropping the nukes today, not because they don't have that reason or that they wouldn't for, for those ethical reasons, but that you can't do it without being hung afterwards. Basically, I, you know? they, they'd have to have a really good excuse. And I don't think with the, the transparency in the world of the internet, that that's possible.
2: Just not even- I agree.
0: I agree.
2: You don't think they well, could spin well, it well, off as a rogue general?
0: Either way, I'm not going to talk about this for more than two hours tonight and then I'm going to go back to my chainsaw tomorrow because life is fucking awesome and I'm probably going to be on mushrooms.
2: I got Um, an idea. Let's smoke uh, some weed every day.
0: There you go, Jim. Good hit,
2: everybody. Excuse Good
0: me. hit. Good, hit,
1: good yep. <laughs> Solid. How hey, you doing? Hey, this it is some producer
2: not notes. Yeah, cool. before I go, don't forget, everybody. T.me forward slash Adam versus Samantha. That's how you can keep up with everything going on with the show. It's free. It's public. Everybody's welcome to join. We're trying to rack it up to uh, what's the current population of the world? 8 billion. That's how many people we want on T.me forward slash Adam versus Samantha. Next point. Financially, you can support us patreon.com forward slash Adam versus Demand. anywhere from $1 a month to $50 a month. So check those packages out. HomefrontBattleBuddies.org is always a website worth supporting, trying to end the need for combat veterans in the first place and all this wonderful war propaganda we get to cover tonight. We put an end to
0: yeah, it. Yeah, so about that, that's a perfect transition. Jim, why don't you stick with us at least uh, until the wheels fall off or our guest gets here? Um, oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, I do want to do one See, more segment. We'll you get. Show up
1: early. All right. Well, <laughs>
0: we're not late. All right. We wait. Which which guest? It's our it's it's Kellyanne. Because we have two Lillian. guests, We had a, we had a little who knows what with the timing. Kellyanne, that's awesome. Okay. Lillian. Lillian. Sorry. Uh, but no, so Lillian, we're we're gonna do one little segment here uh before we get to well, I'll collect again. Could you actually your mushrooms? Mushroom clouds on mushrooms. Okay. <laughs> one of the memes okay. I, so I saw
1: this wait, week wait. was like
0: bad mushrooms, good mushrooms. It nuclear cloud. Suicide.
1: I've seen a literal mushroom cloud on LSD in Slab City because there's a bombing range out yeah. there, and every now and then.
0: Yeah, these- mushroom cloud doesn't necessarily mean nuke. A lot of small yeah. explosives explosives produce the same phenomenon.
1: But it, you know what's funny is you think it would ruin your trip? No, it was fucking hilarious. It was just the funniest thing that I thought.
0: Because you knew it was kind of safe. Uh, yeah. You knew it was ugly militarism. You knew it was dangerous, but it was safe for you right then. It was just like sure. basically.
1: But like you're a here
0: um, high. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> if you were on a mountain overlooking the city of Phoenix and you saw it, it'd be a little bit different trip, probably. Sure <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All
1: right.
0: Well, so I I want to do just a little bit of, of diving into the current headlines on DrudgeReport.com on the uh, Russia-Ukraine conflict. I, I, is that what we're calling it? World War Three Act One. <laughs> um, all right, what is what is this one?
1: Which Clydered broke on the Nuke Hoax too, but can't say it because it's controversial.
0: I would like a follow-up comment on yeah. that because I, I the I mean I do what is there something I'm
1: I'm the not nuke, saying? Are you saying the nukes aren't real and they're just using them for like to scare the population yeah because I I don't know you I might can't, have misread you can't me. this one yeah
0: please follow what what exactly am I I mean because I'm i saying
1: Clyde I mean, Rye, the, that I just deciphered the name so ah, Clyde right, right, Rye, right, right. I get it <laughs> yeah Clyde um oh here we go here we go yeah as right. a control mechanism that's that's
0: what okay you know but I don't have any problem saying that I mean, there's some weird theories about nukes like the moon landing didn't happen kind of shit. Um, I don't subscribe to any of those. I believe the nuclear program... I mean, yeah, there's a lot of secrets in it, obviously, but it's more or less what the government tells us it is because they want us to know that, well, yeah, by the way, we could wipe out cities at any time. We are the gods of this world. Um, So I don't don't think there's any particular hoax except the general hoax of the necessity of them, the, the hoax of mutually assured destruction, the more underlying hoax of militarism itself which i am happy to call out and always looking for more effective ways to call out and address because my understanding of that is actually very important to my motivation i mean right now i'm more motivated than ever to trim trees and stack firewood because world war three is starting you know like i'm all the more committed to what is important to me in my principled life to say i'm not going to contribute to this i'm going to speak out against it But I'm also not gonna contribute like I this is it. Like I'm gonna do a weekly podcast. I'm gonna show people a better way to live and a better perspective. And understanding, I guess that you know, those principles of de-escalationism and anti-militarism are absolutely central, critical to my message. Absolutely. If I'm missing something, please, please, please put it in the comments. Um, anything that can bolster that that dynamic of my message I, I want to get I want to get more effective in it and I want to find the words like even now um, I mean it's, it's always changing I mean I've always had the understanding and the words to satisfy my understanding but in terms of like yeah is this is this world war three act one is that is that how we prevent it from escalating too much is that we start calling it that is that is that really the best way for someone who's anti-war and de-escalationary to to perhaps like escalate or sensationalize? In a sense, but it, it's it's a war that's already got Russia and the United States involved, and and I pointed this out on Twitter today, by the way. Like there's another another fundamental underlying point of all this is when government tells you to hate someone, the last thing you should do is hate them. The last thing you should do is hate anybody. Is that I just erase it from your life, right? I
1: should hate way harder than the one my grandpa yeah. my Poppy told me. Kill him with kindness. And I thought that was nonsense. But but when you're nice to somebody who's like picking on you, like, especially, like, you think like a lunchroom scene when you're a kid and they're just, Bobby's being really mean to you and totally unnecessary. And you just smile and like go buy him a chocolate bar from the vending machine. He gets pissed and it's hilarious. And then he looks like the idiot at the end, too. And you still walk away knowing that you love your friends. Everybody's your friend.
0: Doesn't yeah. like I mean you have
1: to have them directly in your life that they still be your friends.
0: Yeah, and even in one of the sort of snarkier meme channels that I subscribe to on Telegram, um, there were people trying to convince the, uh, you know, the blonde cat icon dude to support the war, and he just said, no, no more brother-on-brother wars. And then you go, well, where does that stop? Oh, shit. We're all brothers. You know, they like, oh, yeah, it's the whole human family. Uh, but one thing I, I... I posted on Twitter today at Adam Uh And yeah, there is some snarky dynamic to my content that is on Twitter and not on my Telegram channel sometimes, unfortunately. Uh, but no, we do keep the Telegram channels, my main destination for content, of course. But I, I, I took a couple screenshots just from Googling the rank of world GDPs. And the, do you know this Jim, Joey off the top of your heads? What's, uh, U.S. GDP.
1: I have no idea. Yeah, uh, acknowledging that money is real. <laughs> <laughs> like money is like birds. Money is for the birds that also aren't real. Got the connection? What? Got the connection?
2: I'll guess 20.9 trillion.
1: That are also not real. What is it?
2: 20.9 trillion. That's yeah, right. just a guess.
0: That's, that's, that's a really good guess off the top of your head, Jim. Twenty point nine four. The, the number that I, that I found uh, was uh, 20.49 trillion. So we'll say 20 and a half. And Russia isn't even in the top 10 largest economies in the world. They're number 11. And what they make up of the world economy is tiny. And their actual GDP is 1.48. We'll so say, we'll say 1.5. 1.5 versus 20.5. That's a 14 factor difference. The United States and the, the military that is supported by its economy has 14 times the economic weight behind it as the Russian military. This has bothered me since I figured this out like years ago. It's bothersome. Like the, that they have like we are we have been fooled as Americans by the presentation of American history in government schools to think w- through the lens of the Cold War and World War II as America and Russia as these two great competing superpowers, and it would actually be much more accurate to describe Russia as a satellite of the American Empire, which makes you go fuck this is all stage, or perhaps. Controlled by the same members and string pullers in the superclass, in which case you go, "Fuck, this is all staged." Either way, it's you, It's the same people behind this shit, and you don't have to have anything to do with it. You know, you can elegantly sidestep this and say, "You know, I'm I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm not going to be the average news reader. I'm going to be the average life enjoyer." And so, to the headlines, to uh, to drudge report. Um, reports Russian troops surrendering without a fight, running out of food fuel. First, like, I, 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 I mean, just applying skepticism, this top headline on Threat Report, is the modern Russian military really so incompetent in the logistics that this, is ha- this might have happened at one little place, in one little, well, there's one guy who forgot his food for the day's mission, and they're, oh my God, they're running out of food. Hey, there's one guy who forgot to top off his tank. They're running out of gas. Is the logistical effort of the Russian military running out of food and fuel? Like, no, this is a headline intended to paint the bad guy as incompetent. You know, you got to think about these things. Kremlin advisor breaks, breaks ranks, cannot comprehend invasion. So they're, they're just trying to call out Russia as, and, and Putin as evil and incompetent. Um, some of the headlines are semi-mainstream conspiracies. so he's got COVID, or he had COVID, and so it's made him crazy. You have
1: to get COVID to go crazy in
0: America.
1: Is that oh. what does
0: it? Is it catching the COVID, or? <clears throat> but I, I do want to make one prediction. In all of this, is that at least for my, you know, casual analysis of what I know of of, of Putin personally. The, I don't mean I know him personally. I just mean, what I actually personally know of, of, of Putin and, and him um, and uh, what I know about Biden and how the US military machine makes decisions. Putin's setting us up for something. I say like, us, the US, not bad. Putin is saying, saying Biden or the machine, the rock. Like he's going to use this to get everyone's attention and then dump a bunch of documents that prove he is a war profiteer who was laundering money through Ukraine or that the whole history of Ukraine is based around you know, money laundering through the Biden family or the modernist, whatever it is. And and that's going to blow the lid off of things. And and then he's going to be able to say, look, in, in all of our invasion of Ukraine, we actually really seriously minimized human casualties. And we did it in order to win. And, and holy shit, there's going to be this this big reveal, and I—I I mean, I'm—I'm I'm not cheering for Putin, um, because he's a fucking evil dictator. Like, yeah.
3: but then Aren't so is Joe all? Biden,
0: you know. But I'm I, in a sense, I'm cheering for the possibility of of that prediction coming true. I'm cheering for the possibility, even if it's not from Putin himself, that. Somehow, there's going to be some big reveal in all this, and maybe the, the reveal is hey, you know, remember post World War III and post COVID? We can't trust government with our health, we can't trust government with our security. Oh, and since they destroyed the world economy, we can't trust them with our money. So, we're just going to stop doing this big bureaucratic centralized course of government thing, okay? Maybe that's it, and we got a, and I'm excited,
1: we can't trust you know, government. to see that we're
0: getting to that point. Oh my gosh. All right, so just a few more headlines here. Kiev streets empty, photo show smoldering, convoy blitz to ashes, Kharkiv front line holds, despite bombardment, casualties mount, NATO, and, and again, like there's, there's so much misinformation here. It really is like tail, or, uh, you know, the, the uh, you know, wag the dog, the tail wags the dog, kind of scenario where you're like, I, I don't know what is true. And I, I don't, I mean, I I see this big, vague picture in the headlines and the stories that I'm reading. But I, it's like looking into a smoky picture and rather than trying to analyze the whole smoky picture, I'm just trying to clear the smoke or wait for it to clear. Uh, but like there's, there's so much misinformation on both sides. It really is a a uniquely modern information war happening in the era of social secure or social media, the era of social security. I'm not that old. Uh, We'll never see that. Oh, and Joe Biden, what did what did he say? He said the Iranian people or something when he meant the Ukrainian people in the State of the Union speech. He said Iranian. Iranian. Iran- I don't know. I don't I don't see like I, I get I don't I don't let these people in my head. I'm very careful. Joey knows this. No. I read shit. Almost never do you hear me watch news. Uh because it is, it is kind of, a, it, it's it's taking your ability to stop and pause and think out of the equation. Just like when you're watching this show live and you have to absorb all of my propaganda. It's uranium. Uranian. Is it Uranian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, whatever. At least when I say stupid shit, I usually catch it, right?
1: I want the montage of all the presidents since Reagan and their stupid shit they Because you can't
0: my point is to be a, a smart consumer of news is to have an understanding that most of what we get as news in the modern world is so, some form of propaganda. And right now, a lot of it really heavy to the American people is hate Russia, hate Russia, hate Russia.
1: In the eighties guys, like ask your aunts and uncles mm-hmm. and grandparents. I don't know how old you are, but don't fall for it again. If somebody actually suggested, and, and I don't know why, like, you should leave charge for the cannabis community, raise money for Ukraine. And I said, you know, I wouldn't trust that the money would actually get to the people who deserve it. And I also don't trust that anything we're hearing about any of this conflict is true. So mm, my uh, my focus is overriding
0: de-escalation principles say don't send resources into a war zone. No. Help get people and resources out of the war zone and away from that. And so I I'm, I'm a little bit or there's some really dumb virtue signaling around the 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 rusophobia right now. Uh one of them being like they they uh, we're not going to stock russian vodka at liquor stores, did you see that?
1: Well, like yeah, y- 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 like that's the top shelf. They were ready? taking it <laughs> off the
0: shelves or anything that looked like pop okay. off it sounds russian aren't going to buy it. Oh, no. uh, but yeah, dumb typical american virtue signaling that's going to happen. Uh, by the way, if anybody feels the need to get rid of any Russian products, especially vodka from their stores and want them properly disposed of, really, especially the vodka, you can send it to Adam Kokash, 479 Park Avenue, Ashford, Arizona, 86320-0973, uh, please. We'll take care uh, well, we will dispose of it properly. Is there rum made in Russia? I
1: don't
0: know. Why is the rum always going? It should be
1: there was this Russian anyway. vodka called Muranaya. That came off the back of a truck with no tax stamp in Baltimore for a while. I uh, mean the Stevie Wonders, I call it, because I just it was delicious. It was delicious. So <laughs> Bravo to Black Market Russian vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Back so in-
0: <laughs> a few more here. Uh NATO, the next headline. Oh, one more thing about social media. I think Facebook said they were banning or deprioritizing or not putting in people's feeds, something, some combination of that. All uh posts from Russian State-oriented or associated outlets like RT, my former employer's Russia Today, um, and I'm I'm kind of torn on this. I mean, I don't care to get into the analysis too much, but it's like, shouldn't we listen to our enemies?
1: I don't. You want to know what your enemies are thinking, because
0: now maybe in social media it's a different kind of. Well, it's a propaganda war. We have to defend our people from misinformation from the enemy who we know is lying to us. And but they are they've already given up the idea of of Facebook being like a fair open free conversation anyway, so maybe there's some justification for this and some warped analysis. But in general, again, free speech, open platforms. You know, if you can if you can censor Adam versus the Man off YouTube, why can't you censor the censor the Russian government off YouTube things? And when you're talking about the government, whether you like it or not, to a certain degree as a representative or, as an ANCAP might say, the the hostage holders of a large population, you should probably fucking listen to them, you know? The next headline here, perfect, coming up next, NATO countries pour weapons in, risking conflict. Yeah, no shit. Sports stars join fight, FAA bans Russian flights, USA puts on show force with dozens of fighter jets. Didn't we hear some of those? Overhead here over the I-40 corridor recently. Serious
1: air traffic the other night.
0: World War III is at least mildly annoying here in Ashford, uh, <laughs> USA. Okay, well, Biden cancels ballistic missile test to demonstrate restraint. Uh, mood darkens in Moscow. China propaganda machine now cranking for Putin. Beijing asked to delay war until after Olympics. And I'm actually kind of glad that that was included with these these headlines as those last two because China is the actual number 2 economy in the world if we go back to those numbers number 1 usa 20.5 trillion and then gdp for china at number 2 13.4 trillion and this, i think this one's a few years old um, because what well, they're supposed to pass the us by 2025 i think the gap is a little narrower now jim had better numbers there but then it's a major drop off can either of you guys guess who number 3 is and play a little oh, geopolitical Russia's eleven,
2: remember? Japan. Uh,
0: Japan, yeah, Japan. Jim's Jim's sheet. Japan's, Japan's number three, but it's a huge drop off to five trillion. And then there's a few other majors. This is you know the BRICS: uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, um, Germany. Canada, before that, Canada, four Canada, trillion. Be up there, no? Canada's number ten, actually. Canada's bigger than Russia for that barely, with one point seven. Uh, but UK, 2.8, France, 2.8, India, 2.7, Italy, 2.1, Brazil, 1.9. And then Canada ran out of the top 10 at 1.7, Russia, number 11, with 1.5 trillion. So just quick preview there or a quick review of the relative scale of the world's economies. Um, and, and one of the pictures I shared has this this, this great percentage breakdown. Um, that shows as a whole the USA, and this is a very limited metrics. And in a way, I don't endorse the metrics, but to the extent that these metrics are real, the US is 25%. Um, countries 11 through 15 altogether, it's down to 8%. You know, uh, it, it, it really is a uh, an exponentially ex- increasing. Kind of curve of distribution, uh, but then when you see two at the top, with the United States and China, outsized all outsized to all the with respect to all the others, you know that those are going to be the dominant forces in geopolitics. My final point on this is that clearly China's role in this has yet to be truly revealed, and I think it's going to be uh, a lot bigger than the mainstream news has acknowledged or has any idea of. Thus far. Anything else before we get to our guest then?
1: Shall we? Uh Fina is watching on Switch. She says Boycott Babylon. Oh, now my computer's working again. She says Boycott Babylon.
0: Well said. Well said. Thank you, Fina. Very well in tune with the theme of today's show, war is over. And uh, great way to segue to our guest. Shall we? Let's get uh, keep get, Jim. Just just replace yourself with Lillian.
2: I'll take my ugly mug off, put a much prettier face in my place.
0: Wherever you want to put her on the screen is fine. Um, All right. All right. Are you there? Excellent. Hi. Thanks for
3: having me on.
0: You're very welcome. Thank you for the work that you are currently doing. I'm going to read your introduction just to set the stage here before we jump into this. Lillianne Turnahan is the founder of Delaware Cannabis Patients Coalition and organizer of the protests against Corporate cannabis, aka the Columbia Care rally. She says Columbia Care, a multi million dollar cannabis operation, is abusing patients for profit. Shocking. That happens in America. And to actively lobby against Delaware's legalization bill due to the language not granting them priority in the recreational market. And she refuses to accept this for her community. Lillian, thank you for joining us. If you you don't mind, maybe start with some, some personal background you know, explain how you got into this role and your your personal history with cannabis while uh, Joey and I sit here and smoke weed.
3: Okay. Um, All right. Well, to start off, um, you know, I grew up here on the Eastern shore Um, at a fairly young age. I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. So then I started, well, after numerous pharmaceuticals being unsuccessful, I ultimately switched to medical cannabis. And then it just became solely medical cannabis. And throughout my time as a patient, I noticed numerous issues with the program here in Delaware. And so I wanted to voice my thoughts about that, and then found out that other patients felt the same way. But what I really noticed is that like, I have the ability as where some patients conditions are much more severe, they don't have the ability to make it out of the house to lobby and meet with their legislators or to meet with other patients. So they're really limited. So i took This opportunity that I have to really voice the concerns in the medical cannabis community um, through the help of other agencies here in Delaware um, that have been very supportive, such as Delaware Normal and the Delaware Cannabis Advocacy Network. Um, So that's really how I got started out. And then through other measures, I became passionate about um, recreational adult use legalization. And so we really started pushing for that. And that's why I'm here now. Um, I actually developed a passion for law and just finished up an undergraduate in legal studies. Um, And then I'm going to further that so I can hopefully take, you know, my work for cannabis reform to the next level.
0: Oh, so you're going to be one of those very rare, like, do-gooder lawyers that all the other lawyers hate, huh?
3: Essentially, yes. But there's a lot of do-gooder lawyers here in Delaware, you know, that work for criminal justice reform and cannabis reform as well. So they've really inspired me.
0: So Delaware... The, the only thing I know about Delaware is that we should hate you for repeatedly sending Joe Biden to the U.S. Senate. Because they
1: don't pay
3: taxes. Uh- <laughs> state taxes. No. Uh-huh. But- um, taxes, yeah, taxes here are great. Um, no taxes for anything at all. So that that's awesome. I grew up in Maryland, so it was 6% across the board. Yeah, it's like, like a completely different world, just driving 15 minutes across the border. Um mm-hmm. But right now we do have um, a current bill in um, the Delaware um, House. Um, We have HB 305 um, that's looking to legalize adult use, um, or sorry, um, recreational um, adult use cannabis. Um, But our primary issue is Columbia Care here within the past few weeks has quietly kind of planned this sneak attack. They've hired um, lobbyists um, that have connections here in Delaware. So they're actively lobbying our lawmakers, which I feel is absolutely disgusting, considering that this entire movement has been a volunteer effort you know, grassroots, born here in Delaware, fought by Delawareans. And now there's this multi-million dollar corporation that operates in, you know, numerous states. Um, I believe it's actually 18 that they operate in recreationally and medicinally. And they're just like
1: stepping in, trying to so Columbia Cares, they run dispensaries and grow operations, just to back up for the audience and be clear. Is that is that their role in this industry? Yes, they, run- they
3: actually, they run um, all the way across the board. They manufacture and um, they, they cultivate, manufacture, and then they also run the dispensaries as well. So they hold a monopoly here in Delaware. The only... Um, Thing that's really protecting us is that we do have a third-party testing facility, but, you know, there are some questionable people involved with that and a lot of you know hidden information that won't be divulged to patients to clarify you know what connections are there you know it's such a small state everybody knows everybody and if you're not going to be transparent with who's running the testing facility then clearly there. you know to me that feels that there's some form of conflict yeah
1: that's so isn't that normally public knowledge the owners of corporations and businesses <laughs> it's public record isn't
2: it? Is it um,
3: typically it is um but there are ways around that um the corporations use um hiring legal entities register agents um you know people to carry out their business not under their name
1: so it's a We've got something, this big entity in the cannabis industry that is nationwide, for lack of a better term, considering. Yes,
3: any any state that legalizes, they, you know, they're going to pop up and that's what's happened here. But see, the issue here is Delaware is trying to not make the same mistakes that other states have made. Um, So there's social equity and micro business um, language within the bill which will grant opportunities to Delaware entrepreneurs and most importantly, those impacted by the war on cannabis. And that's extremely vital, you know, within legalization is to provide access to those who have fought for cannabis reform before, you know, it was cool. But now, you know, everybody from, you know, You have your individuals, you know, your tie dye hippies, you have people of color and you have all these people that have fought for legalization, but are, you know, these corporations, you just have a bunch of people in suits and ties and fancy clothes, clothing, driving Teslas. And, you know, those aren't the people that were out here risking their lives and their freedom for cannabis reform. And I think it's just disgusting that they come in and they, you know, steal it from the people that have been there since day one or, you know, the children or grandchildren of those that have been impacted.
0: A lot of the activists who who I've had the honor of knowing in the space have dabbled in various forms of like corporate license, legal, medical, whatever, and they just get kind of pushed out of it because they get you know what, we're competing with assholes who just are better at fighting for, you know, legislative advantages and filling out corporate paperwork and working the bureaucracy to their advantage. That's so that money.
3: That's no, money. It, t- it, t- it takes a lot of money for the application process. But see, and that's exactly what Columbia Care wants is, you know, they're trying, you know, their PR moves. Oh, yeah, we're cool with legalization. It's great. But they're not, cool with legalization, they don't support it unless it provides them priority. They want to cut line in front of, you know, the Delaware entrepreneurs, you know, that are going to be accessing the social equity and micro business licensing. And as we've seen here in Delaware and other states, they just, they, they set the market, they set the market prices and they don't want to have the competition
1: you you plan a rally around this right is that you're kind of taking taking that yes. role sure. of the people what's what's going on with that
3: rally I, I love a good rally I'm glad mm-hmm. Good rally,
0: too. Those are fun. That's
3: yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the, this Saturday, um, March 5th at 10 30 a.m., we're going to be out at Columbia Care's Rehoboth location uh, right there at the beach. It's going to be beautiful weather, and we're going to uh, rally against um, corporate cannabis. And, you know, we are going to show them that we don't agree with their measures to you know, impede everything that Delaware activists have been working towards. You know, we've volunteered our time and have worked tirelessly towards the goal of legalization and, you know, legalization benefiting those who have been impacted and that want to start up in the industry. Um, Sorry, I just lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, Stoner moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to get out there, make people aware, um, because they've been doing it very quietly. You know, a lot of activists, um, you know, it took them a moment to see what was going on. Um, And then once word spread, we're trying to get it out there to the general public. We want our legislators to know that we do not stand for it. Um, So I just urge all Delawareans to reach out and contact their legislators and inform them that, you know, we do not support Columbia Care's efforts to change the language of the bill. Um, We don't appreciate that they are lobbying our legislators, you know, we are the ones that reside in this state, and they need to hear us out. So I just urge you to support, you know, all Delawareans to support their legislator or contact their legislators and support of HB 305.
0: So is there any other particular, I mean, a couple questions about this rally. Is, is it, you're saying support 305 to defeat this, this other particular bill. And I, I assume it's a general call to. There, there is no other bill.
3: Um, Columbia care is trying to have the language changed to prioritize their sure. desires. Um, and if they don't have the language change, they want the bill to die. Well, and like you, I mean,
1: Delaware is small. There's less than one million population in the entire state. I mean, there's more people living in Phoenix than live in Delaware. And if you get the word out that this dispensary is doing that, I mean, this is kind of a place where you can really have an impact and get people to stop walking in their doors and stop putting up with their shit. And then they just collapse because the people make it so well, well a,
3: ma- a majority of Delawareans support legalization, well over 60%. And if those Delawareans contacted, and that's adult Delawareans, you know, those
0: contacted
3: time? their uh, legislators. Well, I'm sorry, what was that?
0: Say Delawarean a few more times, please.
3: Delaware. <laughs> well, I got you. Good. Rolled the
0: People not from Delaware don't hear the word Delawarean a lot, very often.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's it's the citizens of Delaware
0: <laughs> It's certainly not with an authentic Delaware accent. Uh, no, so there's,
3: there's. No, I'm actually from Maryland. So like, the, I'm from the Eastern Shore, so not too far from Delaware. I um, I've lived here for seven years now. I moved um right out of high school, and I love it.
0: Nice. Well, in terms of the rally itself, um, I mean, do you expect people to be comfortable smoking cannabis outside in um, public with law enforcement present? What, what do you t- tell us about sort of the, the texture and the nature of the rally itself? In those,
3: the, the rally itself is peaceful. We have a planned itinerary with speakers we don't encourage civil disobedience you know we like to be polite and respectful to the public you know and anywhere that cannabis is legalized it's you know still a civil violation to smoke in public which can result in a fine but since it's not recreational yet you know
0: Please we- that-
3: encourage law. respect, you know, to our law enforcement. Um, you know, we don't want to go out there and cause, you know, a scene. We want to, you know, and it's worked so that's far.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's not a uh, smoke It's in,
3: that's you what guys should are. have a smoke-in yeah. if it gets to that point. I would just. Yeah, that, no, they're, all, they're always, we, you know, we like to, we are still cannabis consumers. Um, we just, you know, there's a time and place for that. And yeah. we like to be respectful.
0: Wait, oh. there's a time and a place to, to not, be high.
3: Yeah.
0: I was I was unaware of such a thing.
1: <laughs> maybe
0: I used to know about it, but then I Fruit forgot. <laughs> yeah, be high on cruise
1: ships. You, on. you just you can't get weed on. Take it with you. Terrible. Drone delivery. And you get arrested in international waters, like.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, know. that's dangerous. And you know, uh, certain countries you travel to, yeah. you have to be super careful, um, just because it varies the, the penalties.
0: Yeah, no a lot, a lot yeah, that- about that. It's tempting in the United States to be like, well, weed is mostly practically legal for most Americans, but there's still a lot of bullshit like what we're seeing in Delaware in the industry, like in 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 every state. I mean, there's no state where we can be like, yeah, there's a great free market that's DC. you know, community DC. They still have to pull all sorts of bullshit.
1: It's not a state. No, they don't. Oh, they okay, just have to use state. the right language. Well, no they don't have to pull any bullshit. It's
3: incredible. Do I was
0: going to pay taxes that. on it uh get licenses
1: yes
3: because yeah. they have business licenses so
1: that's a problem that's for selling
0: lighter i, I want to point out that yeah, no,
3: dc has a really laid back um almost like exchange program and it's a it's a fun you know like culture but it is it's still you have your issues with it you know there's not consistency or you run the issue of counterfeit products it's not
0: fully developed it's not what we like even in arizona enjoy or california you know with with Recreational dispensers, well, yeah, well, yeah. businesses.
1: Somebody coming to town isn't going to find it to, you know, have an easy time finding weed. Yeah, the
3: exactly. See, I think the way to approach, you know, the industry is small craft businesses, the way that, you know, growing was done back in the day, you know, like a farm stand, you know, cannabis is the, you know, it's the fruiting body of the plant and, you know, just, have, are you familiar with like craft breweries in the same similar manner, you know, just small, you know, ha- cared for plants, you know, grown with love. I know that sounds corny, but I think that's what it should be. You know, you should have a passion for it and you should love what you do.
0: I'm pretty sure not to be the economics nerd in the conversation, but Lillian, I'm pretty sure there's going to be, A spectrum of sources in a market for cannabis. They're going to be. I see what you know. What I want, I want all the local growers to show up on a map on my phone with a number on them that is the minutes by which they, uh, how far away they are from me by drone delivery, and I pay with crypto, and then a drone drops weed out of the sky into my hands. If I got, if it's got to be a little consolidated or industrialized to produce that convenience, I'm okay with that. Uh, there are going to be some people who want the Walmart of cannabis. there are going to be some people who want you know the you know the bullshit cheapest whatever but we know that when we get anywhere near that point I mean, we' we're, we're already and I, and I want to transition to make you know one other point with this but you know we're already at the point where Joey and I buy in, in bulk we're able to get can't buy and buy the pound we're able to get top shelf cannabis for thirty three dollars an uh, in, in ounce like that's pretty incredible considering how cheap it is then to enjoy it even if you're a heavy user uh, even with as restricted as it is as much as other countries are suffering under really brutal drug war regimes we are on the verge of cannabis being plentiful and readily available <laughs> to everyone on earth and i mean on the verge as in in the next five to 10 years, not immediately. And, and, but we're, we're getting close to that and we're closer than we've ever been in human history. And certainly since the start of the drug war. So I, I do you Definitely. See, how do you see your efforts? I mean, you're, you're it, it's almost, I mean, we can talk about like these fun, big ideas and smoke pot on the air and how awesome it is to get high. But, in a way, what you're saying, well, let's get into the ver- verbiage of 305 and invent it against corporate lobbyists who are kind of blah, 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 And It's like, this is boring shit. You're already like way too technical. Like, I, why do I care? Do you see, though, that that what you're doing is sort of chipping away at, 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 at the last big remnants of the drug war that is preventing humanity from realizing not just the end of the war on cannabis, but on drugs entirely? And I mean, a new era of mental health and psychological enlightenment. That's why I say thank you for your work, brother. Oh,
3: thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for everything you do. really.
1: No, and I have to ask you, because I've sat with this existential, existential crisis before. You worked so hard as a cannabis activist to get it legal, and now you sit back and you feel like you've put it in the hands of Big Pharma or Big Tobacco. And it just absolutely touches yeah. your heart. Because you yeah, know, yeah. you had something to do with that. But I really think that, I mean, at least for me and and the hardworking activists that I know, like yourself, I, I, we're not going to stop. There's there's another battle to be had in what what i say is just blatant discrimination against the industry and and once there's legalization the way we want to see it and you can go get walmart anywhere or go get go get <laughs> weed like at the walmart <clears> or <throat> anytime uh people are going to be sitting back and going wait a minute how come i only need 20 grand to open a pizza shop but i need 20 million to even get the things together to open of course i'm exaggerating um but but that's going to be a big deal and that's it's going to well, be an easier fight to the, overcome, do you? I think the fight we
0: can make it actually narrower than that because it's to make it legal to do what we did.
1: Yeah, you still d- able to just buy. It should be licensed, no different. Why? Why are produce. you? I can sell tomatoes to my neighbor and why and have you, the Fed in my backyard?
0: Why are you discriminating against growers and customers economically and financially, and imposing hardships on patients by saying that? You need a licensed corporate intermediary in that sale. And 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 so I think even even in a world of specialization and varied grows, like that that app idea that there would be micro grows everywhere. and You could have a huge variety of... Like Uber, weed,
3: weed, Uber.
1: Uber,
3: weed. Well, it it would provide cannabis. A lot of patients, you know, have trouble affording their cannabis due to their various different ailments um you know social security and disability does not you know it's not sustainable to buy out-of-pocket medicine so you know i think we're going to see a push towards um covering cannabis being covered by insurance as well as you nope. know more if if the laws were less stringent in the states that are already there, you know, aside from Delaware, you know, helping your neighbor with, because can- not everybody's going to be a skilled grower. And that's, you know, that's the sad fact is there's a lot of people that won't be able to provide their own medicine, even if the right legislation's passed. So, you know, it's really going to take, you know, everybody looking out for one another.
0: There might be dudes still locked up in jail. Yeah, get cannabis for a headache, it's who so are crazy. in jail for cannabis distribution charges. Right. I hope we get them out first. Um, but yeah, no, I, before we get to this comment, Joey, just one point here is that uh, the main motivation for Joey and I to buy directly from a grower was to not be paying state taxes in Arizona. And it's sort of peaceful, quasi-legal tax evasion, but it's because we, we really do object morally Not just to the inefficiency by the coercive nature of the regulation, but to the things that governments go and do with that money.
1: Yeah, you're taking my money and you're using it to lock up my friends for having too much weed on them, or for mushrooms, or for LSD, and it's like I'm not. Or because they didn't, they didn't
0: get the card that I got.
1: Yeah, I don't. Obviously, we're
0: past that that in Arizona, but yeah, the next fight really is just free, you know, direct exchange between growers and consumers, and being able to do it by mail. Yeah. Anyway, what's the comment, Julie?
1: Um, Fina's saying <laughs> aloha again. Uh, she <laughs> said, I love weed and I love guns, and it's a shame that we have to choose. Could you imagine if we put the same requirements for purchasing a gun like on the right way. to vote? And oh. I, I, I think this is a good <laughs> point because that's what it's eventually going to come down to is we we all right here can say cannabis is a right, but the world doesn't understand that yet. And once they do, we're we're going to have some human rights issues in whatever legalization ends up looking like that's terribly discriminated against. And uh, I don't know, I guess just don't give up, even though it seems like you're helping, like like you're creating the wrong progress. Maybe it's just the uncomfortable birthing pains. Is that that a fair assessment? Growing pains.
3: I think- I, I think that's a pretty accurate assessment. I think that there, you know, there are flaws and, you know, undoing the damage that's been done by cannabis prohibition is definitely a priority you know once legalization comes um there's a lot of organizations working towards legalization here in Delaware and you know the next steps that come afterwards so you know that we just spoke about yeah as for you know releasing those who are still serve, currently serving sentences, um, expungements and pardons for those who, you know, are currently facing the after effects of conviction?
0: So, you know, I, my, my friend Ernest Hancock of Freedoms Phoenix here in Arizona once said about our former Senator, may he uh, rest in hell, John McCain, the warmonger and status totalitarian how really, yeah. yeah, anyway, about John McCain, I said, actually, you know, we're just going to have to wait for some people to die before we can be free. At some point, we can see this as a generational shift. But I take a much more positive view of this with cannabis. We don't have to wait for people to die. We just have to wait for them to get hot. And there are a lot of people out there who are still backing up so many evils of the world because they don't have cannabis. They don't have peace. They don't have... The relief, they don't have the presence of mind, all of the benefits that come with positive, healthy, deliberate, conscientious drug use. And cannabis is a major place where humanity is catching up. But I'd like to think that we're like, we're almost at critical mass because it's not people like us. We're going to smoke, whether it's legal or not. Who need to be impacted to have this larger generational impact? It's the older generations. It's the guys who, would, who went to the military without ever smoking pot. It's it's the the people who vote for Democrats and Republicans who are pro drug war over and over and over again, expecting different results. It's for all the bureaucrats and, and the cops who think that that's living their best life. Who need to step back and go, "Fuck no! I'm a human being. I'm capable of so much better." And I think. There's a sort of psychological paradigm shift of critical mass that we're on the verge of with just cannabis legalization and not necessarily legalization but availability yeah Yeah. access and i I think we're on the verge of that beautiful point so lillianne again thank you i think what you're doing is, is critical in that bigger picture right now of getting us to that critical mass even just when it comes to fighting for access in delaware for a million citizens but you're also setting an example for a lot of states across the United States where this is still a major battleground and it affects you know, even way more people than you know with just your work directly. And I hope I hope for people who are watching from one of those states where there's work to do, at least this story and, and hopefully our attempt to put it in bigger context has motivated and inspired you to do the kind of work that Lillian is doing. So, dear, please take the last word
3: all right um thank you again um and i just want to urge anyone from delaware um we strictly have voter initiative meaning that we need you to contact your legislators and urge them to vote yes on hb 305 um, and speak out against uh, what columbia care is doing and let them know that you do not Agree with a multi state operator having priority in an industry that is supposed to be for the people.
0: Yes, beautiful. Oh, great branding. I love it. Green with black and white. Very sharp. Yes, great yard signs. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, Uh,
3: it's like I want a t shirt.
0: I want a t shirt. Where do I buy a t shirt?
3: Um, the Delaware Cannabis Ad, Ad, uh, Ad Privacy Network does a fundraiser by yearly. So the next time that they do one, I will go ahead and share a link. And if there's yard signs available, I will post a link um, under this video.
0: I a yard sign. I mean, not, not to put out, obviously it's irrelevant. I want a yard sign as, an, as as an historical relic of your effort. And I want to buy one to support you. So I hope we can figure that out.
3: Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll,
0: I'll attach the link and stay in touch. Awesome, awesome. Thank you very much. Keep up the great work.
3: Thank you.
0: All right, we have to transition to a slightly heavier topic right now. Uh, we're going to come back for two more headline segments and go through the headlines in the producers' club. Um, I don't have any. I don't have any other headlines prepared other than other than what. Like, Hold up, you know, at the last second <laughs> for, for my rant about so war. Out of your um, hand
1: in like four days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that's oh. not true. I, Monday, I took a rest day and, and lifted weights instead. I'm, you know, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop before we get into this heavy topic. And what, what do we have?
1: Heavy topics. <laughs> we'll read that. Lisa Adams says, I appreciate all <laughs> the discussion, but I've been waiting to hear about Ed. Hopefully. nope this
0: is it we're I about to sit you you're here it's right. starting in 30 seconds but first 30 seconds while we stall i think i hit a kind of personal best <laughs> for squats on monday um without without really trying which is really cool but like because I, I haven't lifted for like a month and i've been doing manual labor i've been doing vegan one meal a day and i've actually lost weight over this weekend as we found out. i don't even know the numbers because it's not fair but i, I went from uh, a recent high of 216 to a low of 202 and a half after a weekend of party dehydration, and methamphetamine in the form of LSD use, which does it's meth
1: it's not methamphetamine, no, it's not, but it's it is amphetamine. A- and there is a huge no, difference not
0: methamphetamine and amphetamine, which has an effect and, of accelerating your metabolism and particularly liquid metabolism. I think I just got kind of dehydrated over the weekend, but despite that. I hit two hundred and seventy-five for six reps of astic grass squats, and I don't think I've ever done that. that. was like, and I, I mean, I've probably been stronger different times in my life, but as a best on that. So yeah, I'm just just rocking and rolling and, and plugging the, you know, my version of the uh, Dr. Amin Ra, Noon, Dr. Noon Amin Ra uh, regimen of one vegan meal a day. He's a powerlifting champion. His website is Amenta. EliteAthlete.com, and it's not the best website, but if you look at the, I'm going to plug this because I'm plugging last week's show. I'm stalling before we get to it. so that everybody can everybody can go turn down their radios in the background and make their put their kids to sleep. We're going to Bring them. Bring gather around. Gather around, everybody. Uh, we're, but uh, last week's show was all about uh my my health, diet, fitness, self care regimen, including uh veganism. And I've just been putting another. Uh, I love my cachava. Yeah, cachava. That's uh-huh. excellent. Yeah, that's part of yeah, Cachava too. is is a great meal replacement drink. That's a vegan superfood blend that I I it might be responsible for why I'm as strong as I am on the side Cause I it. thought it might be uh, like an intense cutting diet, and like today, you know, I mean, I'm at the point. It's seven twenty. I've been fasting for well, shit. I guess it's twenty four hours now. <laughs> Uh, just by the time of the day.
1: Yeah, we, we had like dinner on
0: Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So, with that, to talk about Ed.
1: Oh wait, wait! Before you go on. Go I said, says that I'm looking radiant, glowing. What's my secret? Oh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. good friends. No, we had about a dozen <clears a, throat> people over over the weekend. We had a.
0: We had too a, many mushrooms. We, we had to, we, we had some great volunteers who came over and helped us eat them.
1: Like uh, it, like, I mean, dispose of
0: you. the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Thank Ed, we got two letters from Ed in jail today. And it's uh, auspicious timing, considering the progression of the general legal cases around January 6th, which as of today, hit a very critical turning point. And I, whether she joins us or not. Um, she may, I sent her a text earlier. She said, maybe send her a message with Blink on telegram. Hopefully she's checking her telegram during the show. Uh, so we're going to go at least till eight o'clock in case she joins us here, but she was on this conference call with me today. And it was, it was a court hearing, not a conference call to the plea deal hearing or the plea agreement hearing for Joshua James. And he is the first of the 11 co-defendants with Stuart Rhodes and Ed who are facing seditious conspiracy charges. And I am, I'm sort of generally encouraged by this, um, but in, in, in a big way discouraged. Uh, Joshua James was one of the ones who actually went into the Capitol. Uh, unlike Ed, who was on January 6th, not even in DC, in Virginia the entire time, as the quick reaction force. So I called into the, 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 the listen in line to the, to the hearing. And listen to the judge go through the standard rigmarole of, are you doing this out of free will? Do you understand? Has anybody made you promises? Has anybody threatened you to take this plea deal? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm almost having flashbacks from some of my own court hearings with some of the back and forth. Uh, There was a little bit of modifying the understanding of the statement of facts where uh, Joshua James, Wanted it clarified. He had some ors inserted where there were some ands in terms of his intent to make it clear that his assault. That, by the way, this is not just a guy who was there, just part of Oath Keepers. And they described this in the hearing. He actually was one of the few Oath Keepers who directly physically assaulted one of the police officers on January 6th at the Capitol, and they have it on video. So the agreement, the, the, the important part here, the, the, the meat of the deal is that he agreed. Well, basically, the only thing government conceded, the only thing the prosecutors conceded at all, at all is we're only going to charge you with these two counts that you're pleading to. And it was seditious conspiracy. Obviously, I'm going to remember the exact words there. And the other one was the obstruction of a, the execution of government law or government proceeding or whatever it is to that effect. Excuse me, I don't have the exact words off the top of my head for the other charge. Uh, but that was basically four: is physical assault on the cop and entering the capital. Uh, but there were a bunch of other charges they dropped in, a, in this deal. The thing is, this deal, oh, he also has to cooperate and provide testimony and uh, testify for a grand jury and possibly a trial for other co-defendants and and uh, basically submit to all uh, requests for help with the government in prosecuting this case. Um, that's it. Uh, there's no agreement on sentencing the it's at the judge's discretion. So they separated this and he took the deal knowing that the maximum penalty for both of those charges is 20 years. And the judge made this very clear as he was explaining it to Mr. James during the hearing today, like, Hey, it's my discretion. And if I want to go above or below the guidelines, as long as it's in the max sentencing allowed by the statute, Basically, I can give you, you. You understand that by entering this plea, I can decide to fuck you and give you forty years of if plus. It, it, one of the charges, is like a quarter million dollars potential restitution. The other one, I forget the number, was some some unrealistic amount like that. Um, I couldn't take notes because I had chains on my hand. Excuse me. It was, it was so outrageous. I'm a, little, I, I'm a little fuzzy on the specifics here, but yeah, it's outrageous. Uh, but then he went through the sentencing guidelines, and this is where I think I, I'm taking some heart from this, at least some encouragement. That our analysis of Ed's situation is more or less on point because in the sentencing guidelines, and, and I don't know if this is for one or both, or how I, I didn't catch exactly, there's some legal explanation of it being concurrent or different rankings, ratings, points, bullshit system in the federal sentencing guidelines. But it was something like uh, six to 10 years, and it was like, I, it was like 87 months to uh, uh, 105 or and- 100 or something, something dumb like that but I did the math in my head real quick. It was like roughly six to 10 years is what a sense and guidelines come out to. And he said, the, the judge said, Hey, the government can ask the court petition for the guidelines to be higher or lower. He said, this is just based on what we know that you have no criminal record. But if we find out that you do have a criminal record, this could go up significantly. So he's basically, and he said, you know, we're going to have um, he has to submit to a, Um, pre-sentencing analysis, whatever the actual term is, with the probation officer, which is a typical government thing. But what's unusual about this plea deal is normally they would do that before or as part of it or after the sentence has been agreed to. Bullied him into a corner and said, "Fuck you! You're going to plead to these two charges and roll the dice on how uh, what the punishment's going to be, basically." Right. And so now Joshua James is sitting in that situation where it's like, "Well, I'm relieved I can't get more than 40 years, but fuck, that would suck." And he's probably hoping to get something closer to the lower end, which would still and 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 you look at this from the government's perspective, and I, I include the Democrats in this, right? The Democrats, who are the primary political force between behind the general January 6th hysteria, and hey, they just scored a major victory. They got to got a plea. They got a to, to plea to the two main charges he was facing. They got to got to not to admit that he engaged in seditious conspiracy and that he uh, assaulted a police officer in an attempt to at least delay uh, government proceedings and the transfer of power uh, from. Trump to Biden. So I want to pause here before I go any further into the technicalities here. And I can, I'll I'll tell people about Ed's situation and we'll read the letters. Uh, But does that all hang together? Are there any other questions that we need to answer, need to be answered just to understand the bigger context? I guess I would say uh, getting him to take this plea deal, Joey's not saying she's not seeing any comments. If you have any comments or questions, please, this is some weird legal technical shit, I understand for me, because I've been through all this, it's all very familiar. But if if I need to explain terminology or something that, that I didn't make clear enough, please ask questions. Um, not seeing. And by the way, producers club priority. Where um, they're just forwarding memes. Uh, uh,
1: uh, related yeah. question. Kind of related question. All right, Rod says, can can us vets get the contact info for the shrooms donation?
0: <laughs> can we? Can vets for the shroom donations? Um, you mean us giving away shrooms or you want to donate to our shroom growing giving away operation?
1: We were donating shrooms to vets in jail, I read that completely differently,
0: so I don't know. Is that what he meant? Either way, um, home Uh, if you want to make a donation direct and off the record instead of to our C3, send me an email, uh, Adam at the and we will arrange for crypto, whatever else, donations in kind. Wrong link. Um, but yeah, Adam at the There you go, Jim. Good job. So if they get him to plead to the seditious conspiracy charge and agrees to cooperate, he's basically turned state's evidence, basically saying, Yeah, I'll give him, I'll testify. You know, I, I this is actually it was, it was very explicitly written into the plea deal in a way that the judge made very explicit in this hearing you will cooperate to their expectations completely not the letter of this document you if they if they come to me and say you didn't completely cooperate you're fucked and i think the way they did this is they scheduled sentencing hearing the sentencing hearing in his case for 90 days out they pretty well understood he's going to do some serious time 90 We're days is around yeah right um yeah he's probably already been locked up for at least as long as um as ed which is uh, a week short of two months uh, just a month and a half it was January 3rd, month and a half and change he was arrested in Phoenix when he turned himself in not knowing he was turning himself in thought he was going in for a conversation uh, I believe that was January 13th this year again a year and seven days after the incident just shows the ridiculousness if this really was a security issue will you let those assholes run amok for a year after it happened and and before bringing them into custody fucking i mean i I, the only thing i like about the story is that it reveals so much government bullshit
1: oh yeah i also read that um i read that they are only halfway through picking people up so the government has declared that they're not done or even, like, going through all the video course, footage, DM picking out faces and stuff? And yeah, yeah. The you podium
0: guy got podium sentenced, guy got right? sentenced. He, or Did he take a plea? He took a plea, right?
1: Yeah, like six months or something like that, three maybe even. I'd have to look it up. The podium guy got sentenced. And,
0: and legitimately, though, his only charges were entering without permission and stealing a podium, right? Yeah. And he only got six months. So, I mean, you assault a cop, you're going to get six to That's ten years, sure. it looks like, you know? You're one of the oath keepers, seditious conspiracy guys. You might get that much on top of that for that charge. Um, you know that that six to ten, like I said, that could be the. Ju- I think the judge has the discretion to do. Obviously, actually, at this point, I I think the judge has the discretion to go from the minimum sentencing guidelines, and even then, he can suspend the sentence if he really wants to, sure. all the way up to forty years.
1: But this is a political so, theater thing. They're going to. They're not going to go easy on people just just because well, yeah. it's not a moral thing. It's uh the news is watching and the left as well.
0: So my last big point on this implications wise of the Joshua James hearing today is that it means they're going to get Stuart Rhodes. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're gonna
0: yeah or they're going to take him trial.
1: It is Either. not the same level as Stuart, although they're trying to portray him as such, but. Uh, yeah, for what Rhodes did, absolutely.
0: I, I think Ed's going to get a much better dead. plea deal. Yeah. If they're giving the guy who assaulted a cop plus additional conspiracy an open-ended plea to two up to 40 years charges with Ed being... Ed, the worst they can do with him is the same and say it's 20 years. But I think in this case, they they would do him the sort of the courtesy of we'll make a sentencing commitment to you. And, I, and I, in that case, I would really hope that it would be, you know, end up closer to, you know, no more than one or two years and a few years of probation. But even that would be brutal and brutally unfair.
1: Some sort of work release, mm-hmm. maybe. Hopefully, we can get. I
0: think even, yeah.
1: Well, well, let's. Brings me to. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. All right. No more comments. Ed, uh, we missed Ed a lot. It was, uh, it was, it's been really weird property without Ed like yeah not not Um, like the work like the the work loss is so noticeable because Ed did so much around here but just the company and Ed would sing and be jolly the whole time we were playing in the dark all
0: right so here we go this is dear Adam and blank I'm gonna I'm gonna try to read this carefully so excuse me if it's a little awkward Uh, there's some names left out just to protect Privacy. There's a few sort of sensitive issues, uh, but there's enough just fun, you know, update on Ed and you know, good to hear his voice kind of stuff. So um, he's he's writing to his wife, who was chosen, and me with the same letter. Um, <laughs> you'll hear why, but she she is definitely trying to stay stay private in all of this, and we're doing our best to maintain her privacy. Um, <clears throat> first note on the side here is don't send anything to return address on envelope. I won't be here long. And this one is dated February 16. And again, we just got this today. Dear Adam and Blank, I write this joint letter for many reasons. I don't know if slash when I will be able to make a call that goes through and I'm limited in paper. To write everything twice would be a drag. I've been there. Joey's been there, right? I mean, I am yeah. I don't think he has, it's, it's that he has a pencil that's three inches long And you you cramp up after writing two sentences. All right, Um, but yeah. Adam, please call blank. Read this to her. Send my love. I can't remember her address, so I'm sending her a separate letter. uh, To the blank, blah 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 blah. Um, And by the way, this this is because his his wife just moved, so it's not like oh my god, Uh, he's not like suffering (laughs) from amnesia. Um, but I am I was sort of surprised that he wouldn't uh, get her address because he has been on the phone with her at least. And so there has been some, and we have talked to her, having talked to him since then. So we know he's okay, but anyway, so this I've been moved from Phoenix and I'm currently in Grady County Jail in Oklahoma because the federal hub in Oklahoma City was full. How much money do we give government for jails and prisons? And then they're they're full. They get, yeah. I was told I could be here for a day or two weeks before moving on to D.C. I presume, but knowing this uh, Rico, anything is possible. I don't know what he means. or Rico I don't is either. the Racketeering Something Act, right? Uh, the Rico Act. But knowing... Anyway, um, I've been told, quote, it's all about the money. Yeah, so many times I feel like It may be years before I see sunlight, but God has has me hopeful still. Some in here are paying $30 a day, quote, restitution for their incarceration and upon release go into a halfway house if they can find one that will take them and pay a quarter of their income from the mandatory job they must have to qualify or do the remaining six months to a year behind bars.
1: That sounds like slavery with more
0: stress. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Good Rick and Morty reference. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we have laws against slavery in the United States? But if you're government. It's okay. Yeah. Adam, call the owner of the Oasis Hotel in Phoenix and find out how home from Battle Buddies can qualify to take people, veterans like me, coming out so we can pay the corporation to housing upon release and I can work for minimum wage while keeping the cost down. Yeah. If we could get hooked up with that with Battle Buddies. I doubt it. I really doubt they would let us, uh, but if we can fill out the paperwork and be such an organization for veterans at least to provide a better way for them to do that, fuck yeah, we would. Um, one man I spoke with spoke with spent $30,000 for his and ended up back here anyways. Mm. Uh, that's, yeah. Last night, last uh, night, when I tried to talk to blank, I had been up for over 40 hours because yesterday at 11 p.m. lockdown, I was in my cell preparing for bed. Later than usual, they came at 11.30 and said, pack up. I was leaving where, and all I heard was, quote, airlift. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it goes. It took five hours to process out. and and what? So you know what that's like in jail? Joey knows what I'm talking about, like, come to your cell and say, in. get ready, we're taking you on the next process out. Six and then they put you, players. and then, and then they, they, so they leave your light on, and then a few hours later, the next shift change, mm-hmm. they come and get you, and get you, you get to back, pack up all your stuff, if you're allowed to. Oh, see,
1: they made me pack my stuff up as soon as they told me, and then I just had to sit there with not even a pad on my bone. Yeah, and right,
0: they, and then, they, and then you I go. waiting. And then you go wait in a hallway for two hours. Then you go wait in a room for three hours. Then you go wait in a bathroom for four hours. Then you go wait in a holding cell with a bunch of other dudes for three hours. And then you get on a a van. You you gotta wait for your stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's it it's and a lot of it is you're in a cell where you can't control anything. You don't have your stuff. You don't have any reading material. Lights are on. There's no cushions, and you're just fucking staring at at a blank wall. It's it's it is a I don't, I don't want to say psychological torture. It but is
1: psychological torture. It,
0: it can be. It is
1: absolutely yeah. psychological
0: torture. Yeah. Um, there are no examples I, of that
1: anywhere else in humanity.
0: So the next thing it says, I wasn't allowed to take any papers. So they are being mailed to the P.O. Box in Ashford, along with any funds on my books. It's the only address I could remember. I was so rattled. I don't even have uh, Matt's number. We can say Matt. Um, that's that's Matt P that's his attorney he's actually very happy with and we are with with his attorney kind of relieved you got a court appointed attorney who's a private attorney uh and in dc a lot of very good criminal defense attorneys do a certain amount of their case it is government paid work yeah. and so ed is very happy um with his attorney there um but access is still bullshit anyway we flew to las vegas cuz that makes sense after going to so they went to oklahoma then Las Vegas, then somehow DC. That's yeah.
1: that's how government. That makes perfect sense in government logistics.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, maybe that was. At, oh, maybe that was before Vegas. But yeah, once the race dropped off and picked up other people, then flew to Oklahoma, where we all sent. Before, but yeah, why would you even go to Vegas before Oklahoma? Um, and then uh, we were all sent before going to their final destination. So I presume it won't be long. LOL. That's he wrote parentheses. LOL. Uh, before I get a face-to-face with Matt. It wasn't fun having cramps from four bologna and cheese sandwiches and only a small carton of milk and only 12 ounces of water while manacled on the plane. Yeah. I, you know that movie Con Air with She's Nicolas Cage? So I wonder if it was like...
1: <laughs> I, I can't, like, Ed.
0: But even imagine, Ooh. like, the nicest, smoothest version of that, you're manacled on a plane, is a jail cell in the air? What's this?
1: Organizer vault. Ed is in our prayers here in Chicago. Seems like a sweet, nice man. Hoping for the best.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Um. On arrival, I got two more sandwiches. At least they were turkey, but that's still too much bread. And I haven't shat since day before yesterday. Uh, I've also war- been warned about confidential informants embedded everywhere to gain info. And since I left Florence, no one knows why I'm here, and that's how it's going to stay. That's a really shitty. Like for me, every time I've been in jail, I've I've sort of had the psychological relief of I'm not afraid of data flowing out of me. Sure. I don't have any secrets I don't have any liabilities that way. He can't say that, and that's a shitty. Like that. That's a whole other level of stress that he's got to bear. Uh, I don't even even if it's not stress cognitive burden totally. you, had to, you had to constantly watch what you're saying and how you're relating to inmates around you man i wouldn't i've never i i don't know what that situation is really like um i have been oh sorry i am lucky this facility put paper and stamped envelopes in with issue toiletry items or i wouldn't be writing this
1: right.
0: yeah um now there's a couple notes Um. Uh, for his wife excuse me um he says at one point, "Don't so so we don't piss more money down this rat hole." As I don't know if you can get user phone or tablet credit back. There's a whole other layer of the prison racket in uh, phone systems and video call systems. It's I don't want to sidebar too much on this, but Joey knows it's fucking obscene. Because um, as he says, it's, they'll it's probably up, just keep it.
1: It's set up so that yeah, it, I'm, it, they get
0: they get theirs. So. I'm in a pod with 25 plus other men and one phone, so I have to get in line to use it. Last night on my second call to blank. you uh, know, I'm going to stop because this might be personal. Yeah. Um, oh, great. There's no pencil, sharpener. I've worn down both pencils. I have one issue and the <laughs> other left behind by the man whose bunk I took. So this letter is getting cut short unless I can find a way to scrape the wood back. I always did it with my nails. Or, like, my teeth, like, a tea, yeah, there's some metal edge in the cell you totally. can usually sharpen a pencil on, but it's, it's, it's,
1: it's,
0: it's uh, well, it's fun in the sense that you're like MacGyverizing,
1: tens, but they were like, like, the, they were weird and they still hurt to write. That's only once tens. you get
0: settled, usually, yeah, anyway, um. I tell you, this is insanity personified. Last night I was offered $1,000 for my glasses because they are Oakley's and big lenses are in fashion. We're talking about his prescription glasses.
1: Yeah. Where is the guy in custody getting $1,000 at?
0: This is know. really fun. Well, I said, but I need them to see and was told to go to med and they would give me a pair at some cost. Uh, I presume as they charge you for everything you utilize. Yeah, maybe. And I just shook my head and said, no, thanks. I would say unless you had a specific reason for needing that money, good call. Uh don't just don't get in the business. Uh now there's some other private stuff and legal strategy stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip. Um,
1: things and stuff and things.
0: Uh, he also said Adam, you might as well read this letter to Matt and ask him. Uh maybe he knows. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna be calling his wife, and his attorney tomorrow. Well, I have just enough pencil lead left to address the envelopes and write blanks letters, so I will close here. Tell Joe I said, hey, and pet the dogs for me. Done. Done. Love and respectfully. Ed. Beautiful letter. Thank you you. Me? Yeah. Uh, should we read the other or is it just sort of a short recap? I think the
1: other would have been more appropriate to read only as a short recap. Let me say that? But, but no, right? no, it's I should, because it, I think you should,
0: because, um, okay, really short, quickly here, yeah, it's um,
1: better. from,
0: oh, and he wrote this on Tuesday and wrote it as TWOS day Tuesday. Cause it was two
1: 22.
0: Um, he scribbled in the margin. I'm being moved tonight. Adam, a quick note to let you know my status. I've been in a County jail in Oklahoma because the federal hub was full and this is where they house the overflow. My lawyer said they closed the fed facility in D.C. Yeah. due to a lawsuit, probably a COVID thing. Wait, that's where I was. No, was I, the, I don't
1: know where you
0: are. I was in the, the county, but it's federal. It's. it's, it's but the is anyway. weird, man.
1: Weird. Um, it's good. It's all evil.
0: Due to a lawsuit, so I'm going to Virginia or Pennsylvania to await trial if I am denied the bond release. He is submitting. Um, so uh, that that reminds me of a good update because we Joey and I this past week was this past week or the week before we wrote week before
1: oh, you know, character no it was last
0: week we wrote the Same. letters we wrote character you know testimonies letters to the judge for uh, his attorney Matt P to submit as part of his package so that's what he means his bond release package um, so that might be pre trial bond that might be separate from from plea negotiations. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I don't have a problem reading any of this in terms of his, his case and government stuff, because they're reading his mail out going anyway. Sure. Right? We know there's and and Ed knows that. Um. So in a sense, I'm going to kind of assume that except for the obvious stuff, like he kind of wants this to be out there, um, if not read directly, but um, isn't that hilarious? Because if they have him in Virginia. Or Pennsylvania, they're probably going to have him attend a DC trial by phone, like they did with the Joshua James. And there's no point in
1: flying there. him over there to begin with. There. So there's but no flying back and forth. The torture. For taxpayer dollars again. No, it's, not the government.
0: It's, it's so, like it's what we did in Iraq, torture-wise, softening people up for interrogation. They are softening him up to be interrogated in DC, potentially with a um, grand jury. And basically bullying him into taking a plea deal. What's this long
1: comment? Aaron? This is uh, Lisa Merkel Adams who mm. found the actual verbiage. that says slavery is in fact allowed in the United States as long as it is part of a punishment for a crime. Thirteenth Amendment oh. says neither yeah. slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, where uh, the party. Basically, slavery
0: is illegal unless government says. so. Unless
1: government it. says so.
0: Anything else in that comment? Thank you for that. That's it. Lisa. But
1: Jim needs to take it down. My computer's doing some weird stuff. All right. Hey, so help me out.
0: But thank you very much, Lisa. Appreciate that that perspective. Thank you for reminding me. Um, I knew that, I that somewhere.
1: Terrible. But yeah, that's Terrible. the verbiage.
0: That's the, that's the way they say it. All right. So my health is deteriorating, and I hope the next place is better. It has to be because it's low, freezing outside, and not a lot warmer in here um he said matt gave me mixed signals so i may not be getting bond but we'll see that's like his attorney saying i can't promise and i that's that's all an attorney can say that's not i would disagree with uh ed's characterization of that as mixed signals no that's just but yeah that's the, you can't know in a situation like this um i will let you know where i land so you can put money on the phone so we can talk i hope you're able to get blah blah now i gotta say private. um Food in County lockup is either scant portions or bloat me up to where the gastric stress is incredible. I've had to mm. eat commissary food to make up, and it ain't cheap, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I hope all's good there. I'll speak to you soon. Much love to you, Joey and the doggies. Ed, Yeah, well, no, I'm happy we read both and give him, give him the privilege of having his voice on the show. He yeah. deserves it at this point. Fun envelopes. This course, There's a stamp. This correspondence is from an inmate at Grady County Criminal Justice Authority. GCCJA is not responsible for content.
1: Well, but how you read it? How are you not? Responsible?
0: Yeah, it's taped. You like you tell. oh no, it never got yeah. sealed. That's probably how Ed had to submit it.
1: Yeah, I'm and sealed. then
0: excuse me, and then they taped it. Yeah. So, all right. Oh. Anything else to say about that? let smoke one for Ed. One, one more smoke weed every
3: day. weed every day, eat up, up,
0: are people posting more shit in the producers' club because they want me to mention this? Um, we have a comment here, uh, forward message from uh, our friends at Storm Clouds Gathering, forwarded by uh, Mike Liberty, Mister Liberty. Those who still doubt that Putin is in coots with Schwab and the WEF—that's Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum—must watch these clips. Putin is playing a key role. Even the World Wrestling Federation needs a villain or two. After all, how could they create the circumstances outlined in the Cyber Polygon? The cyber pandemic wasn't going to just start itself. You know, great insight. I'm going to go ahead and forward that to the Adam versus the Man main channel. We do that a lot.
1: Shout out to uh, Mr. Liberty for calling it the World Wrestling federation because that's the 90s ash mm-hmm. yeah, they changed
0: oh, it's, it. what is it wrestling it's world wrestling
1: entertainment Jam- oh, know, right, right, the right, world right, wildlife. wildlife foundation finally sued them oh, yeah right it was like, like 12, 12 years decades. after they were millionaires yeah like it's not
0: and made them rebrand they're a
1: little behind Whatever.
0: yeah, yeah. all right so uh another meme here and it's it's got a tv screen with a ukrainian soldier pointing at it saying it's a self defense and then underneath a palestinian throwing <laughs> A rocket attack a tank and says terrorism. Yeah, you know? well, again, I in terms of like, um, no, it's not a great graphic anymore. Anyway, okay. But in terms of the uh, the silver lining of of this World War Three unfolding, uh, there's just a lot of undeniable, really big awareness of of the bullshit and the propaganda, and I I think everybody who's like at least a good chunk of the population of the United States. Who's kind of a you know, mainstream media head um, is you. is is going to go through the process of believing something from the mainstream media, and while it's still fresh in their minds, like within a month, within a week or two, they are going to see a Snopes analysis. It's not gonna be from Snopes, but even just a meme. Like like the uh Zelensky photos. He's a hero on the front lines. There's gonna be a, a, a few thousand, it's- ten thousand American idiots who posted a yay, Zelensky thing, and then they're gonna see, oh wait, those photos were from a year ago and it's a
1: lot. Are they gonna see it? Like through the Biden campaign when I'm like he sniffs kids legitimately. I ran into dozens, if not hundreds of people that were like, What do you mean? I've never seen it. dude, Google it, it's all over the internet. What what? Like, they, they they honestly. Well, like I said, it's right. Right. Only one thing,
0: one thing can be the spark yeah. for someone that's that moment that wakes them up. And you're right, Joey, that, that there's a lot of that suppressed into everybody who forwards and shares our content or is just on our channel and forwards content that I share because I and Joey shares and Jim shares because we think it's important or valuable information. You know, keep sharing, keep speaking that truth to people around you and projecting the truth that's important and representing that because you don't know what that thing is going to be. And like I said, for where we are right now, I'm really excited that and, and I think COVID was was it was a big one, too. Right. A lot of people right now and because it was drawn out over such a long time period and a lot of people can say, well, we didn't know better. So we did what we could with the information we had. It's really hard to cling to, but with the, the lies about Ukraine right now and Russia, there's going to be something of a much uh, faster turnaround. Also forwarded from RT News in our channel for Mr. Liberty and the producer's club, Russian citizens around the world targeted reports of Russians being discriminated against are spreading far and wide on the Internet. Congressperson Eric Swalwell has joined in. Congressperson?
1: That's, that's get, the PC term. Congress member person. of Congress. Congressperson, the angry congressperson from Washington.
0: To, uh, calling <laughs> for universities to kick every Russian student out of the United States. Remember how we hated Muslims for a while and how well that went and how good the global war on terror was? Let's start hating Russians and discriminating against them and kicking them out. Yeah. It's followed reports of individuals facing hate-filled attacks, diplomatic buildings, and athletes being targeted for exclusion. Um, but don't Mr. be Liberty, racist. Well, so Liberty, Bush, but
1: don't be racist. Signed, the U.S. government.
0: Yeah, Mr. Liberty included the caveat um, from RT, so maybe exaggerated. Yeah, there's definitely pull on both sides of this. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Pulis, of uh, acquiring Anarchy, shared a Thomas Paine quote, independence is my happiness, and I view things as they are. Without regard to place or person, my country is the world, and my religion is to do good classic yeah now scrolling up here uh nikki love shared from cbs minnesota powdered infant formula recall expanded after death of second child but how dumb do you have to be going into covid to still have faith in any of the institutions behind it like seriously like i'm just I you know and, and i have family members um you know and and some of whom i don't care about some of whom i care about uh, who who fell for it, you know, and I can't blame them too dog. much. Yeah, the, the green cable yeah. Oh, no. All right.
1: Yeah,
0: just to make sure we get through the last few minutes of the show here. <laughs> um, but, like, if you didn't know not to trust those institutions uh, before COVID, I can't say, you know, you're in America, you have Internet access. You have no excuse. You don't really value life. You don't value truth. I mean, I'm, those are the harsh personal judgments. I don't mean to like project that, but that's what that indicates to me is like if you if you care about like why do I know these things? Because I care about my life. Because I care about
1: human life. More important. More important.
0: But if you don't care about those things, then you're never going to look under the hood of the institutions that govern society. Uh, another meme getting around. It's got like a US airplane bombing all the countries that it's been bombing, and you know the NPC character, you know, being you know flat faced, and then yeah. Russia bombs Ukraine and they're freaking out. Yeah.
1: Angry yeah. face. Angry face. Yeah. Retribution just said that Twitch dropped all Russian streamers' channels.
0: Yeah, there's you been some of that, like Twitch I said on did. Facebook. You know, Twitch.
1: Drop G.I. Mary Jane's channel because they have an anti-cannabis policy now. So not oh. paying any attention to it. I really didn't. But uh
0: so I'm gonna make on Twitch.
1: the fuck. It's 2022 and they're worried about
0: I, I'm gonna make fun of your gullibility now because you shared something a couple days ago. I want him.
1: this. I hope this is true because it's badass.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. This should have been obvious. Ukraine army cats. This is a tweet from I think someone random. Uh, Ukraine Ukraine army cats are trained to spot and direct location of Russian sniper laser dots. Yeah, because cats chase laser dots. Yeah, Thank this you. is mecha- the problem is that all that would do is further illuminate the target where That's you're pointing true. a laser. You know, like it's I wouldn't
1: all if thing is that cats chase laser.
0: Yeah, but they don't chase the t- chase the source of that laser. They the chase enemy. the point it's hitting on the ground or the target. So it just means while you're trying to hide from the Russian sniper, you'll have Ukrainian army cats crawling all over you. It doesn't even make sense. This is Mikhail, the panther of Karviv, who single-handedly exposed the location of four snipers, which ended in their deaths. And it's like, no, 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 no. I told you. So this is because the ghost of Kiev was then debunked, and there's so many other dumb stories like this in the manipulation. One of the ones that was shared that I saw that was fun was Uh, There's a, there's a Ukrainian hero who single-handedly delayed an entire battalion of Russian troops by letting them fuck his wife. He is known as the cuck of Kiev. Yes. Um, And there's so many other dumb examples of this. Also shout out to the proud boys. Uh, I'm not generally a fan of proud boys, um, but they are very effectively trolling world war three by pretending that they are deploying to Ukraine in order to save attractive Slavic, Russian-looking Ukrainian hot women to come and marry proud boys and be traditional, be trad wives at home. And that's
1: just, clever, proud boys. The that thing is, yeah. the most clever thing they've done is it. The most. Um,
0: I, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll even give them a shout out. There, there are several Telegram channels that they're using for this, um, but mm-hmm. I've been entertained by this the last week. And and shout out to uh, Ryan Ramsey in Florida. For turning me onto this, where is it? It's it's they haven't maybe they haven't been posting in a while. Where is it? I thought they were posting a lot. There's like it's the official Proud Boys,
1: I saw Ukraine it, channel. And that's
0: it on Telegram. I forwarded a couple things to Adam versus the Man main channel from there. Um, God, they're slacking today. I'm like scrolling down, like where is, where is my Proud Boys in Ukraine? I'll find it. So I'll find there it is. Proud Boys official Ukraine hot female refugee program. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's t.me dot slash pb Ukraine breeders. Well done, gentlemen. Well done.
3: They, okay. they actually tricked. But you know some. what?
1: Their sons. Their 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 late teen, early twenties sons gave them this idea. There's no way. There's no,
0: no to... th- well there's some young
1: guys in proud boys already Some young bucks to be fair it,
0: to i the, guess to the truth of their demographics yeah. uh but yeah good job trolling guys they got some mainstream media journalists to actually ret- retweet some of their stuff like just hearing rumors but it sounds like proud boys are de- de- deploying to ukraine to be guerrilla fighters it's like <laughs> no. um like here's an example We are being flooded with media requests for information on the Proud Boys operations in Ukraine. To save time, please follow the instructions given to Tess here and send the clear and high-res photo noted with the initial media request. Tess, thank you for reaching out. Unfortunately, before we can go any further with this conversation, we'll need to send a non photoshop picture of your butthole with your face included in the picture. This will be used to validate your identity. Look forward to your correspondence. This is gonna turn into a
1: South Park episode. But no,
0: people bought into this for a while um North. yeah all right there's your parody channel da, da, da. um there's a By picture the way, of a woman with for... giant tits former dairy farmer turned gorilla fighter this unidentified Ukrainian freedom fighter has been dubbed the milker of Kazar <laughs> well
1: that's cute uh Lenin said, "You gotta kill him with humor, right?" So,
0: <laughs>
1: I can, I, I really, if, if, if the public's misinformation, hilarity, like satire campaign, is bigger and it stretches wider than the government's bullshit campaign, who wins? Right. Everybody at home laughing,
0: right? All right, last segment. We're gonna wrap up the show tonight. Quick perusal of the last week's headlines from GoodNewsNetwork.org. Another study, although this isn't really breaking, cats and dogs may protect owners from memory loss in later life study finds. Now is it that memory loss comes to old people and goes, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking kick your ass. And then dogs like cats and jump in. No, yeah. it's yeah, obviously pet ownership, general health, stimulation, walking, interacting, yeah. not being lonely, <laughs> yeah. tactile interaction with pets, obviously. Another fun one though maybe be a little more breaking. Life really does flash before our eyes in the final moments, brain scans suggest. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Anybody who's done EMT would know that. I'm just saying.
0: Uh, Mexican te- tequila fish. I just wanted to say tequila fish. What's the rest of the headline? It successfully reintroduced where it was once extinct after five pairs are sent from the UK.
1: What's a tequila fish? Is it a, is it, I don't is know, a, a margarita?
0: Problem. Don't maybe that's why it went extinct. People people thought you could like get drunk it. eating tequila fish. Don't I think a worm at the bottom of
1: the bottle, yeah. tequila, a bit of fish.
0: Now here's an interesting one. There's a lot of controversy with gene editing and the availability under CRISPR, that it's something that can be done uh relatively cheap and uh with accessibility that anybody could create in a garage lab essentially. Uh, genetic frankensteins but this headline a little more productive we can now use CRISPR gene editing on ticks to fight lyme disease lyme disease in humans and i'm always well what happens when the experiment goes wrong or do we do we fuck up the oceans and we can't eat fish anymore because of mercury
1: shout out to the CRISPR guys they're uh, very pro-libertarian just saying so a so, whole documentary
0: Interesting historical headline, British Museum unveils ancient artifacts illuminating the world of Stonehenge, a new exhibit. And I just heard that they said it was a lunar calendar or something like that. They've, they've just figured before. it out. There's a new thing they've confirmed or, I don't know, maybe reconfirmed the now. Theory
1: know. went into
0: a Yeah. Arlen um, is
1: a lunar calendar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not yet, but we can make it by just like poking holes in the roof or something. <laughs> but, yeah. Damn, yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah i think that's it there's the rest of the stuff on good news network there's really like fun positive news stories those keep happening uh another one changing your diet could add up to 13 years to your life study says and this is again a big reason i'm a vegan and i support all the conscientious healthy eating um it having i don't even say having better tasting food being lazy about your food choices is really what it comes down to. And being dominated by choice and eating what other people tell you to eat through commercials is a good way to fuck up your body and take decades off your life as opposed to eating clean and thinking about what you're eating. Um, not even necessarily uh, being vegan, although obviously I'm an advocate of that for a lot uh, of the life extension reasons. Um but yeah, now another mainstream study just backing this up, Yeah, even in the conventional human lifespan today of, you know, 80-ish years, even with compared to the low standard of health that is the global average, at, you know, right now overall, just changing your diet 13 years, just one more data point to make that
2: argument.
1: Get get the meat from the farm. Get your vegetables from your farmer's markets. I mean, do what you can. Go out of your way a little bit and do good for your body and your family in the long run. And it tastes better, too, for crying out loud. It really does.
0: Well, that's it for the groundbreaking good news of the last week. Uh, We had an awesome time. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us this weekend. We had good news from Gardenia. So we should we should do a segment that is good news from Gardeen. Adam got another 12 trees trimmed this week. And if, <laughs> it's like the I'm thinking the good news from like Wobegon, you know, the Garrison Keeler Prairie Home Companion segment. You don't know, you don't know Garrison Keeler? NPR legend. Anyway, with that, Jim, give us the preacher notes. And Ombudsman, and you need to do Ed's job if you feel like it. What do we get wrong or miss today?
2: Uh, nothing, nothing. You're good. I, I didn't write it down. There was one word that you mispronounced, and I was going to say something about it at the end, but it was so long ago I don't even remember. So, it's pointless, you like, bring it up.
0: Russia, Uranus, Uranus. When When Biden said Iranian, Iranian, I heard him say it. It sounded like it, it didn't sound like Iran, it sounded like you Ur- <laughs> but it wasn't Uranians because that's what you call people from Uranus, Uranian, obviously. Duh. So, I mean, it's, it's, they're, they're right next to the Delawareans.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can see how that could happen. Okay. I'll be quick. T dot me forward slash Adam versus man. You heard a little bit about it today on the show. There's a lot of interactions, a lot of things he forwards from other channels. So if you want to be a part of that, don't forget to get yourself connected. To t dot me forward slash Adam versus man. If you want to support the show financially, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Adam versus man. If you want to donate donate anything, uh tax-free tax deductible theft deductible you can do so at homefront hope you enjoyed the show everybody great guest today it was a fantastic show uh enjoy your week and we got i think there's one more show next week and then the show after that i have to look at the calendar either the show after that or the one after that we go back to the time changes everybody else in the world moves their clocks around
0: back on arizona Shit, we'll be back on Arizona time. That means I gotta stop chainsawing at five instead of six. Okay.
2: Exactly.
0: Yep. yep. All right. All right. Well, With that, nice update
2: wait, for me.
1: Um no I I think I think uh, my final thought, I'm going to channel Dina here. Dope memes will save us. Dope memes will save the world. Thank you.
0: Amen. Now remember uh the theme of the podcast, war is over if you want it. really applies to all the evils of the world that we contribute to so much by our passive choices or our thoughtless choices. And I encourage everybody to live a more conscientious life and take that. And what we're seeing right now is what may be act one of World War Three. It's just a little more motivation to bring a little more peace in your own life, your own lifestyle. And think of all the ways that you can upgrade your habits to not be contributing to the evils of government. Finally, last last thought. I did DMT this weekend. God spoke to me. It said, stop asking so many questions. And with that, peace and love y'all. Choose happiness and be excellent to each other.